This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's fell to rushing on a beautiful, beautiful, not quite spring day. Still wintertime out there, but it's beautiful outside. It was like 83 degrees the other day, and there's so much blooming out there. The red buds and the, the wild plums and azaleas and uh, my, my rosemary and, you know, the pansies. And there's just, just a lot of stuff out there right now, a lot of stuff. Some of it's going to get zapped this weekend, but not going to hurt the plants. I know a lot of you are really concerned about this little cold snap and you know it's so fun at java people you know we always get this they call it blackberry winter Every when the blackberries year. come into bloom and everybody always act like it never happened before but here's the deal a lot of people want to cover stuff up i'm actually covering some stuff up and i always say don't worry about it yeah i was going to actually ask you about that because it's supposed to be almost a uh, i guess a flash freeze like yeah. That's what gets plants. It yeah. is sudden it will go from like sixty nine degrees to twenty five degrees. Yeah. So, but the only thing I'm covering, I've got uh, I've got some English peas, and they're up about oh maybe three inches, and they should be able to take it because it's down close to the ground. The, the dirt has got a lot of warmth in it. You know, mm-hmm. the sun. The, you know, so there's a lot of radiated heat. So I wouldn't worry about things close to the ground. But I got my blueberries that just started to bloom, yeah. and you only get one shot with those things. <laughs> So uh, what I did yesterday, I got some rebar, and I put it around my blueberries, and I've got some plastic. I'm just going to throw over it at night if it's going to get good. Just make a tent just for the night. If I leave it on during the day and sun comes out, it's going gonna, it's gonna to steam my plants. And it's just regular, just plastic. Yeah, I mean, you could use a blanket, but, but the idea, and this is where a lot of people mess up. They wrap their plants up. We're not trying to bundle them up like, you know, like they're you know at a football game and it's freezing. Yeah, you want to drape it where it goes all the way to the ground to trap the heat coming up from the ground. Like a tent. Like a tent, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, it's like standing. You're too young to remember uh, floor registers. We used to have uh, uh, furnaces in the middle hall in the house. Okay. And uh, just like a little metal grate with a heater on it, and we stand over that. <laughs> you, you don't remember that at all. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a little past me. Ever been in a house or in a hallway, they got this big metal grate just on the floor? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. I've, I've seen. Okay, so well, that's, okay. That, there was a heater under there, and it come up through anyway. So the idea is to cover them up all the way to the ground, and uh, maybe throw some boards around to keep it from blowing off. But, but that, that's that's what it. That's really what it helps. Anyway, I'm I'm, I'm ready to cover my blueberries up. And that's all you're covering, just the blueberries. I might throw something over. You know, I've got some little hoops made uh, over my, 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 my new English peas and my lettuce because they're really, really small. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the kind of a sensitive thing. But other than that, no. The azaleas, the, you know, all the, the, the flowering quince, everything that's blooming out there, it, let's put it this way, uh, 9,900, 999 people out of 1,000 in Mississippi are not going to cover theirs up. And they're going to do fine. Okay, okay. But uh, folks who want to cover it up, let's put it this way. It doesn't hurt to cover it up unless you leave it on and the sun comes out. And then it's worse than not covering it at all. 
So, bottom line thing. They get zapped. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, what I suggest is, you know, get your, you know, your, your warm or cool, your beverage of choice and stand there and look out the window and just smile because that's about all we can do. <laughs> anyway, we're going to be talking about gardening and um, lots of stuff. I, I did want to mention this. Uh, well, I'll talk to you. We got us a phone caller first. Yeah. I, can't, I can't see where Timothy is from. Uh, Timothy from Louisiana. He's actually uh, off the grid. Hey, Timothy, what's going on, man? Hello? Timothy must not be there. Oh, well. We're going to be getting ready for, I I think, uh, in a couple of months, we've got a home show in Jackson. Yeah, at the uh, end of April. Yeah, and yeah. y'all y'all have invited me to participate to be down there. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. We're going to have Fixing 101 down there um, uh, for a Saturday broadcast. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have you in the, in the place it, because it's a home and garden show. A home <laughs> and garden show. All righty. Well, we're going to be talking about all sorts of stuff there like, like we usually do. I uh, would like to mention that uh, I was down at the Kill, the Kill, K-I-L-N, Kiln Library the other night, and it was wild. It was wild. Uh, the head librarian there, Nell DeCombe, she brought some plants from her yard, uh, some uh, crocosme and some ginger lily to give away, but there's a big crowd of a bunch of weird people. That's all I can say. <laughs> when I say weird, I don't mean bad. You yeah, know, no, they were, no, weird they, is good. Yeah, they were master gardeners, they're garden club people, they're plant collectors, but there are a lot of people who do only thing we all have in common is growing plants. Yeah. And we had a lot of fun. But I will say this. Oh, and I brought a paper white narcissus. Okay. And that's that real fragrant white thing. And before the program, I went around and got everybody to smell it. And just about half the people say it smells good. About half the people said it smelled like cat pee. <laughs> so, I mean, I did an informal but thorough survey. Yeah. And uh, so if you got paper whites, uh, and the bad part about it is I drove all the way down there in my pickup truck, and I had them in my truck. So the inside of your truck either smells good. Well, and and, or- and about half the people in the audience thought that I smelled like I peed on myself when I was driving down there because <laughs> it was in my hair and everything. There you go. The consensus is still out. <laughs> yep. And then one, one other thing. Um, we were talking about plants that grow on the coast, and I said, I wish y'all could grow hostas, which is a plant that comes up in the summer. It's got a nice big clump of foliage, mm-hmm. real popular. It's one of the top 10 perennials, for, especially for shade. And I said, yeah, they just won't grow here. And a lady right on the front row, you know what she said. See, I've been growing for years. I got they them. Yeah, I, they at my house. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, anybody else? And some other people raised their hand. I said, you know, I'm thinking they need to move down the front row because that's where the hecklers are. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I love being a kind of expert that doesn't know it all and is happy and pleased and thrilled when I learn something new. I always wonder what that is when the, when the one person, you know, they have it. But the I guess the, the science, in quotation marks, the science says it shouldn't really be happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that, and that happens all the time. Yeah. You know, no matter what, I, I found out if you want to get a plant to survive— that doesn't have a chance. Uh-huh. It's not enough for me to say it doesn't have a chance. You've got to tell a lot of people that Felder said it doesn't have a chance, so I get embarrassed when it works. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that factor. So when I get in front of a bunch of people, I'm posturing and you know lecturing and ranting and raving, and I said, this ain't going to happen, and people say, you're an idiot. <laughs> That's the way to get hostages to grow on the coast. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, we do have some dates coming up. Um, on March the 31st, was what, a couple of weeks or so, 
going to have the flora plant swap. You know, I haven't been able to have it because of the COVID thing, but the flora plant swap is the oldest plant swap in the known universe. Been, you know, all, all the time. It's going to be at the flora library. And we got plenty of time to talk about this. March the 31st. That's a Thursday. And, of course, you, know, you and I were going to be at the Max over Meridian on April Fool's Day. April, well, it's not going to be April Fool's. It's going to be a real thing. We're there. <laughs> yeah, well, let's see if we can find some way to punk everybody. Let's see if we can find a way to punk the folks here in the studio. Okay. <laughs> we'll and, make it come up with something. we call it Ashton yeah. Kutcher. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm, I'm glad I'm going to be there the next day giving a talk on, uh, on using beautiful plants in the garden that have to be native in Mississippi. But they're also having the Mobile Plant Swap on April 2nd, Saturday. And I love going to that, but I'm gonna be at the max. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't make it a double. <laughs> no, no, they can't. I, you know, I can do two things the same day, but not at the same time. Yeah, okay, okay, I got it. I so, got it. anyway, uh, if you want to give us a call to talk about gardening, one eight seven seven MPB ring. We got a couple of callers on the line, but we're gonna take a real real quick break. Let me kind of get some of my coffee. I did bring some plants in. I brought some parsley, some sage. Some rosemary and thyme and some oregano. I would need some pizza now. Yeah, we could do. And these are growing out in a, just a big pot in my front yard. They don't get covered up. They don't get watered in the summertime. These are easy to grow, pretty plants that like our weather. And when you're tired of looking at them, you can eat them. And these are a good thing to get kids started with gardening because, you know, uh, you know, your, your boy can, can go out and pick some of this uh uh, oregano, oh, yeah. mixing in some, some spaghetti, and he's got ownership. There you go. So anyway, uh, culinary herbs, easy to, and I say herbs with an H, folks, because it's got an H in it. We'll be right back. Hi, Larry Morrissey with the Arts Commission, reminding you to tune in for the Arts Hour. We have in-depth conversations with Mississippi artists, writers, musicians, and other creatives. The Mississippi Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 on MPB Radio or download it as a podcast. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission. An evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. You're listening to an encore presentation on MPB Think Radio. We're not able to take your call right now, but you can always reach us through email. The address is garden at mpbonline.org. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Think Radio. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's fellow Russian. We're talking about gardening, and I think we're going to talk to Paul in Hattiesburg. Hey, Paul, good morning. Good morning, fellow. How are you? So far, so good. What's going on? Well, I'm going to... Take a chance here and try to get some avocado uh, germinated. I know it takes a, a little while, but I wondered if it had any chance of working down here. Not outside, unless you, you're going to have to keep it in a pot and drag it in in the wintertime. They'll freeze. Okay. 
But I mean, I mean, it, they're easy to grow. They're easy to grow. Don't get me wrong. And if you get put in a pot, Paul, when it gets yeah. a, about a foot or a foot, a little bit, a foot or so tall, snip the tip of it off so it branches out, and then you can snip the tips off those branches, and you'll have more or less an avocado bush because they're trees. But if you if you start yes, pruning it when it's small, you can keep it in a pot better. Okay, cool. Thanks so much for the advice. That's it. That's all I got. Well, I'm also I got some beets coming up. Uh, you know, but uh, they should do okay, right? Yeah. Tips on those? Yeah, well, you know, I've got, if they're just sprouting, you know, plants can take these kind of things, lettuces and, and you know, and my, my, my peas and beets, they can take cold weather, but not if they're in that little tender seedling stage. So if nothing else, if just to throw a piece of cardboard or something like that off of them, on top yeah, of they're it. inside right now. They're oh. just uh, maybe an inch or two. Oh yeah. Well, I would de- I, I would put them out during a day like this. You know, they need real sunshine to get sturdy and stocky. So if okay. you're, you know, if you can during the daytime, put them out in the sun and just drag them. If it's going to get below freezing. Gotcha. Perfect. Thank All right, you so man. Much. You bet. Have a good one. Okay, Mike and Hernando. Hey, Mike. Hello. Hey, Felder. This will this will sound like a repeat because you answered this for me last week, but I forgot what you said. These huge fields up here in DeSoto County are mm-hmm. covered with these little purple flowers. Yeah. And I couldn't remember what you said they were called. I know you said they were edible. Yeah, it's called they're a, a family of the mint. Yeah, it's, and they don't, they're not fragrant like mint, but it's in the mint family. And I, there's a weird little thing. You can tell if a plant's in the mint family because they got square stems. Isn't that a stupid thing to know? they got a square stem that's going to be in the mint family. Job, I wish I was yeah. making this kind of stuff up. <laughs> but anyway, it's called henbit, H-E-N-bit. And um, H-E-M bit. H-E-N, H-E-N is okay. in, as in chicken hen. Oh, hen. Are yeah. they native to our nope. country or are they nope. from Europe? They were, they were introduced to the food, yeah. you know, by, by early settlers, and it, it spreads from there. And, it, you know, a lot of people have it in their lawn and their garden, their flower beds. As soon as it gets hot, it's gone. It's strictly it's uh, strictly a, a, a cool, cold-weather plant. As soon as it, I mean, it'll, they'll just disappear, disappear towards the end of next month. Is it classified as a weed? Well, uh, uh, here's my the the university definition: a weed is a plant out of place. If it's in a wrong place, you know that by that definition, oak tree coming on the crack of the sidewalk is a weed. My definition right. of a weed, which I learned from a fellow from North Carolina named J.C. Ralston, is a weed is any plant having to deal with an unhappy human. So like it's it. it's a matter of perspective. If it's bothering you, and it's you know, and it's causing problems, it's a weed. Otherwise, it's just a beautiful. And if you notice, it's covered with bees. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. Great plan. Uh, one last quick one. How can I email you? Uh, go to felderrushing dot blog. B l o g. Yeah, it's got a little thing that says email me. Just click it. Gotcha. I will do so. And thanks for everything. All right. Appreciate it, Mike. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's slide over to Louisiana and talk with Timothy. Timothy, you're with us now. I don't think we don't we don't have I'll Timothy yet. What? Let's let's go to Liz and uh, Liz <laughs> and Jackson. Hey, Liz. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Great to talk with you. I have two questions. Okay. Uh, my first is uh, I have a fig tree that I love, but it has grown so tall that I have trouble reaching. All the figs. Is it too? Is the wrong time of the season to be able to prune it back? No. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, a lot of my, my, some of my fig uh, stems are already starting to sprout out. But you'd have cut those off anyway. Here's the deal, though, Liz. If you'll follow a branch from the tip 
back to where it started growing a year ago. You need to leave some of that. If you prune all of last year's growth off, it'll sprout back out, but it won't have figs. So, you know, cut the tall stuff out, and if there's any stuff that's left kind of low coming up from the ground or, or you leave some branches, you can cut those stems back a third or half, whatever grew last year, and they'll branch out with more figs and bushier. Great. Okay, thanks. Um, if I could give you one other quick question, and I have a feeling there's not a good answer for it, but... Um, we have what I think must be a mole tearing up our yard left and right. Mm-hmm. And I, I wondered, is there any good solution um, to that? Well, you'll, you'll, you'll hear and read all sorts of stuff, from juicy fruit gum to poison peanuts to all that stuff. I mean, Java, I'm not making this up, but juicy Paul Harvey. Juicy fruit gum? Yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to stick up their, you know, their insides and all. The only two effective controls one is either a little yappy dog or a cat because they will dig them up and bring them in put them on your pillow and and they really do work or a plunger type trap and follow directions because there's there's main tunnels and there's little one-shot feeder tunnels and uh you know if you just mash your foot down lightly on a tunnel if it's pushed back up in a day or two that's a main tunnel but a plunger type trap is what pretty much universally horticulturists all over the world agree is the only pretty good solution, other than a cat or a dog. And if I leave him alone, he's not likely to go away on his own, right? And he's not likely to do a whole lot of damage. You know, it bothers people, but it doesn't hurt the lawn. It actually aerates it. Oh, and some people say, well, you put this stuff out to kill all the grubs. Well, sorry, but moles eat, they, you know, they eat worms. So, you know, the only way to, to poison their food is to sterilize your, your garden. So killing the moles and killing the worms and stuff, that's not a good solution. It's just right. it's just not good. So plunger yeah, type trap. The issue is we're turning our ankles on all these uh yeah, yeah. plates. So. You know, and I but I I've been I've been working with moles and people with moles and mole control people and all for forty years and, and over and over and over the only thing that I know has a reasonable chance of working is a mole trap. Okay, we'll try it. Thank you, Felder. Oh, oh, oh and by the way, there's a lady on the front row who's going to call me, call up and call me an idiot because she does something else. So stay, t- <laughs> so stay tuned. Well, I asked <laughs> you for your advice for a reason. So. Okay, appreciate it. Okay, now what we're going to do? Talk with Timothy in t- Louisiana. Timothy in Louisiana. Hey, Timothy, thank you for your patience. What's going on? Well, uh, you know, you said something about this freeze coming in, and we're expecting actually snow over here. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried about my dewberries, my blackberries, you know. Uh, should I cover them up? No, heck no. Heck no. As a matter of fact, okay. this cold weather we're having and the, the snow and the freeze and all, this actually called blackberry winter. It it happens when the blackberries bloom. It, you know, this is this is the term that, that goes way, way, way back. So, no, they're, you know, they're hardy in Michigan. So don't worry about them at all. All right. Very good. Thank you much. Keep Man, up the good work. That was a lot of trying for that question. You got anything else while, I, while you got me? Um, <laughs> no. Well, you know, uh, yes. Uh, soil acidity. What's the best way to check soil acidity? Uh, well, the way country folks do it is they put a little they put it at the tip of their tongue. If it tastes acidic, it's it's acid. If it doesn't, it's not sweet or sour. Is what they used to call it before we had soil testing kits. 
you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but the best way to test if if you've got like a garden would be to to get a sample, little, little random samples around the yard, mix them up in a bucket, and get a pint of that mixture uh, to your county or your parish extension office, and they'll have it tested. I mean, that's right, that's, that's the only accurate way. All right. Well, that's what I'll do then. Okay. Appreciate I'm, it. I'm into accuracy. There you go. Well, soil test through the university. All right. Peace out. Y'all have a good day. Thank you. And hey, tell job I got a I got a new phone. I don't have a flip phone anymore. Well, good job, Timothy. There we go. <laughs> See you, man. Appreciate you, man. That's I, that's funny you said that, fella. I've seen people put the dirt yeah. in their in their mouth, and it's like, oh, that's good soil. Oh, that's not good soil. But that's I yeah. guess. It has an actual taste. Well, you know, we used to, we say acid or alkaline, but people used to say sweet or sour. Yeah, you know, sweet is alkaline, sour is is, uh, is acidic. You you learn something every day. That's right, you know. And and we were we all started out. Have your kids eaten any dirt yet? Oh, I'm pretty sure they have. Well, if they had, <laughs> if if they have not, they're not normal. Yeah, that's how I was. Yeah, they, I, I know they're so, kids. So, so if, if they come in the house and got a dirt ring, you say <laughs> they're portable uh, soil testing kits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's slide down to Bay Springs. Hey, Jerry, how you doing, man? All right, I got a, another question related to the freezing. My blueberries started budding out about the third week of February, and I tried to tell them to stop, but they kept on budding out. And now it's going to get down to 23 tonight. What's the best way to protect them? Just throw a sheet over them? Well, I would throw just a, a sheet over it. If you could put you some uh, some rebar or some kind of sticks to hold it up off the 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 you know, off the flowers themselves. But if if that's all you can do, make sure the sheet goes all the way to the ground because we're trying to. And then when you do that, wet it down. This sounds kind of weird, but what we're trying to do is trap heat from the soil. And if it's wet, it'll hold that heat in better than if it's dry. The heat'll just go right through the sheet. Okay. All right. That sounds good. I. I thought maybe I needed to put something over it to keep from bending the branches down. I don't think they're bright. They're too green to break. Well, you know, they can, you know, because it, it might rain, too, and that's a lot of weight there. So I just put some I – I put five pieces of rebar all the way around my little blueberries, and I, I actually put a little little uh, stopper thing on top because rebar is sharp. I'm just going to throw some plastic over it. Okay, I'll do that. We Thank got you. We well, Thank you a lot. No, 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 no. She had a question. She she got me too. No, she just said she had honeysuckle growing, but you don't have to worry about honeysuckle. Oh, you you got that, Jerry? Huh? Yeah. Hey, call us back when she ain't listening. And I'll help you out. You Bye. Bye. Uh, <laughs> oh me, let's go over to Vicksburg. Hey, Tim. Good morning, sir. Hold on, we're getting Tim uh, oh, go, queued all the way up. Get him queued up. Yeah, Kevin's still talking with him. I'm going to get in trouble, but she wanted him to ask yeah, something. She, yeah, and I, he said, I, I, don't I worry about it. I kind of felt that way, too, yeah. She said, he <laughs> said, don't worry about it. I got this. I was I thinking, bless your heart. And I kind of knew we were going to get a lot of calls today about the uh, about the freeze. Yeah. Because it's just it's so, uh, I mean, it's just so sudden. Today is supposed to be hit like 70 degrees yeah. in the Jackson area, but then it's going to get to freezing. Here, here's, here's the philo- philosophical thing. Yeah. If the plants are growing all over town and they've been there for a while, you see them, a lot of people have them, camellias, azaleas, whatever. If they've been growing for a long time, people ain't been covering them up. Don't worry about them. But if it's blueberries or tender little plants, mm-hmm. you know, and they're full bloom, 
might want to cover just those up. But uh, the rest of the stuff, it, it's not, you know, this is what it got down to nine degrees last year, and everything still did fine. See, it's, it's what happens. Yeah, so you know, people are people worry. We want to baby our plants, you know. But if it's a plant that needs to be babied, babied it. But if it's something ain't Mamie grows, she ain't covering nothing up. Well, I, I know it's a whole lot of people, you know, with those kind of uh, those plants that they have set. They sit yeah. out to get some good sun. Yeah. Oh, it's Bring a whole lot in. of pull, pull those plants in the house. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I'm doing the same thing. I put, the, you know, I, uh, okay, I am bringing some unpotted plants back. In. Yeah, yeah, the pot, the potted plants. Yeah, yeah. Have we got Tim Jackson now? Yeah, let's go to Tim. Hey, Tim. Good morning, sir. Good morning, fellas. I was wondering about fig trees. Mm-hmm. Well, these uh, this cold weather is it going to kill the the little sprouts that the fig trees have? Nope. And also, how do they pollinate? Well, that's an interesting question, but to answer your question, no, I've got a fig. I prune it back. It's got new. I'm not worried about it at all. And if and if some of it does freeze, you know, like roses have got a lot of new growth on them. If it gets so bad, especially in North Mississippi, that that freezes, they'll put out new growth. That you know, it's not going to occur. As far as how figs get pollinated, those here in Mississippi don't get pollinated. Oddly enough, because a fig is an inside-out flower. Have you ever noticed it got that little hole on the bottom end of it? The little yeah. eye, yeah. Where, like in California and the Mediterranean, places like that, there's actually a little fly that gets in that hole and it goes around and around and around, and it pollinates because it's an inside-out flower. And uh, that's the reason fig newtons have got uh, seeds in them, but our figs don't because we don't have that fly, so we don't they, they don't get pollinated. So we're basically we're eating a, a an inside-out flower that hadn't been pollinated. Well, tell me, is it less fig trees now than it was when I was a kid, or is that just my imagination? Well, it's it's a little of both, you know. You know, they, you go to a garden center, not many of them have fig trees. They got azaleas and crepe myrtles, you know. So, you know, when, when we were younger, everybody put stuff in their yard where they could eat off of it because that was from an agriculture background. But, you know, suburbia doesn't have a lot of fig trees, just mostly because people don't think about it because they weren't raised right, and you can't, you can't buy them at the garden center. <laughs> All right, brother. You have a great weekend, buddy. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, Java, what we're going to do? Let's go ahead and uh, take, our, take our break for the hours, get some more calls lined up. we got a... Uh, I think somebody from Pontotoc calling in right now. Yeah. Now, you know I brought some parsley and some sage uh-huh. and some rosemary and some thyme and some oregano for my garden. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because that's what our tune's about. And I've actually been to a town, a little village, on the east coast of England called Scarborough. And fair basically means, uh, you know, their shopping area. <laughs> so not a, if you a, haven't figured it out by now, yeah, here yeah, comes the yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm Felder Rushing and Java Chapman, Kevin Farrell's over there. He's our phone greeter, and uh, we got all the big wigs here today. We're going to be talking about gardening for the rest of the hour, but we're going to take a little bit of a break, uh, you know, and see if I can find out where the leak is on my coffee cup. See all that coffee around it? I didn't spill anything. There's a leak here someplace. And then we're going to talk about the, the bird that I made from a milk jug. We'll be right back here at MPB right after this. Are you going to Scarborough? 
Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's Phil Rushy. And before we go to these calls, uh, Java, you see my, my little my little bird. It looks like a bird. No, it, it, I, I, you had to tell me what it was made out of because it is so much like a bird. It's got two nice little wings at the right angle. You know, they're, they're, they're sort of swooping. They've got a nice little tail. it got a beak and everything. Made out of a milk, plastic milk jug. That's amazing, man. It is so easy to do. Well, it's not, the first time I did it wasn't easy. I did it from a uh, – I took a picture in, in a, a garden in England with several of these. But basically, you just cut it down one side, cut around the, the top and the bottom, and the wings, the sides, you just pop them out. You just yeah. turn them inside out and then cut them to look like wings. But uh, can we put a picture of this on our podcast thing? Yeah, we will. We'll put it up, man. Yeah, so folks, even if you're listening and you don't want to listen to the podcast, you uh, when we get off the air, go and take a look at this. Bird, birds to flutter around the yard, which are as good a uh, scarecrow as anything, made from milk jugs. And what you put it? What you put like on a, on a stick or something? No, I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll put a couple of strings in it and just okay. just hang them. You okay, know. hang them out like that. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> it's just recycling, reusing. Hey, no, nah, that's perfect, man. That's yeah. a, um, spring break is coming up for for the kids. That's like a project. Well, the, the bad <laughs> part about it, when I found out how to do this, it, it's so interesting, so easy, and it's so 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 nice looking that um, I haven't been drinking as much beer lately. I've been drinking milk because yeah. I need the cartons. You need the judge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go up to Brandon and no, no talk to Brandon in Pontotoc. Hey, Brandon. Good morning. Good morning, brother. What's up? I, uh, uh, well, Simon and Garfunkel first. You know, I was, used to listen to that album over and over when I was a teenager. I, I, I thought s- about the vinyl. <laughs> I did vinyl, too. I actually saw him in concert back in 1969. That's, oh, wow. Yeah. I bet that was awesome. So well, what's up? My question, yeah, um, well, I, went, I made a mistake of going to Hawaii to stay with Dr. Brown, Jack Brown uh, a few years ago. Yeah. And got really hooked on avocado trees. And so I've got a bunch of them growing. Uh, that guy called earlier made me think about this. In Pontotoc? Yes. Uh, yeah, I do. I have to move them inside every uh, yeah. winter. Yeah. Uh, and they've just about gotten too tall for the place I'm in. So I'm going to have to make some adjustments. Just cut, them. Just, just cut them back. Just cut them back. 
that's a good idea. I might just do that. The thing is, they should be producing fruit by now, and I wasn't sure if there's a male and a female or if they self-pollinate. Or Yeah, that's a good question, and that's one of those things where I know because, I've, I mean, I've been to avocado groves in, in South Florida, but I can't remember. I yeah. can't remember. So, I'll, what, you know, it, the rest of the program in between calls, I'll be Googling that, find out. But I just don't know. And and if they are pollinated, yeah. I don't know what pollinates them. Is it bees or flies? I, I just don't know. Yeah. Well, that'd be great uh, if you could find something. I just I'm kind of hoping to eventually have fruit off of them. So. Well, m- meanwhile, they're interesting. You know, you can take a Sharpie pen yeah. and put smiley faces on the leaves. <laughs> yeah, you can. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Okay, stay tuned. I'm Googling it while, while I'm talking with other folks. Avocado. Okay. I can't spell avocado. A-V-O. C-A. No, 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 no. I can spell it. My <laughs> finger, my fingers aren't doing what I'm telling them to. <laughs> Avocado. There we go. I got it. Meanwhile, let's let's go over to Kosciuszko. Hey, Johnny. Thank you for holding, man. What's up? Oh, how you doing today? So far, so good. Well, bring up the subject of the the dreaded firing. Yep. Well, I've been trying something for the last three years, and it was told to me. And it has worked for me. I have, like, about 2.78 acres of grass to cut every 7 to 10 days. Uh-huh. So I bought this uh, chemical herbicide, uh, insecticide called uh, Wisdom TC Flowable. Mm-hmm. And when I first started using it, the ants would just move from one mound to the other. Right. And the gentleman told me to add about, in my two-gallon sprayer, he said add about four ounces of corn syrup and spray it on the mound. And you will go out there and... Spray today, and they will be all dead tomorrow. Huh. Now, when I go to my neighbor's houses, they've got tons of ant beds in their yards. But usually, when I cut the grass, I count no more than four ant beds in that 2.78 acres. Well, what can I say? <laughs> but I'm curious about what the active ingredient in that insecticide is, because you're talking about a brand. I can't remember what the active ingredient is, but, I, you know, yeah. it's still an attractive supply. But I found a cheaper version. I think it starts with a B. Well, Lentrum or Violet, but something but, the active ingredient yeah. starts with a B. Well, the, you know, there's several. There, yeah, there's there's one that's actually Biffin. Anyway, it's a natural material. It actually works pretty well. It's a pyrethrin, which is made from a chrysanthemum, and it's, a, it's very effective on a lot of insects, but it's a natural material. It's a type of pyrethrin, and uh, the, the type of is benefin or something like that. Anyway, appreciate it, man. That's, some, that's uh, you know, We're always looking for stuff like that. Okay, well, you have a good day. Appreciate it. Java just found out some – I got confused. I looked up the avocado, finally got my fingers to work. And uh, I'm going to quote this. Avocados have an unusual system of flowering to prevent self-pollination. Each tree can be almost covered by hundreds of thousands of tiny flowers. Look at the flowers. On one day, they may be female, but the next day, some flowers will be male. Wow. It's starting to get kind of kinky here. <laughs> the timing has changed the different, uh, different cultivars. Some open in the morning. It closes about middays. Open the next day. It's male with a pollen. Um, Anyway, they are uh, they're pollinated by insects. Yeah, that's the kind of when I did the Google search too. Yeah, the uh, pollinated by insects, but it did have what you said about the male and the female 
uh, it's a unique, very unique process. Yeah, and uh, apparently they don't, you know, they don't like to poll- self pollinate. Yeah, so you have to have a, that's reason to have. So anyway, it's it's complicated. As as the nicest way I could put it. So I guess the reason he doesn't have the the fruit is because they do they do not self pollinate. Yeah, and also could be because he's having to put it inside and outside and all. They're just not flowering well. You know, you grow a plant in a pot. Plant that grows out in the yard does fine. You put it in a pot. All of a sudden, it's got different kind of soil, different kind of roots, different kind of fertilizer, kind of water, and that can affect a lot of plants. Yeah. Also, you know, it's just like so many of the tropical plants that I grow in pots. My Sansevieras and and a lot of people grow corn plant, which is a type of Dracaena. You know, they never see them bloom, but they bloom like crazy. You know, in 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 the wild in the tropics. You know, I've I've seen those in from South America, South Florida, uh, Hawaii, uh, Africa. You know, every, I, I see these plants just growing like crazy in the natural place. But you put them in a pot, drag them home to Mississippi. Nope, not ain't not, happening. Yeah, not, they're, not they're, happening. They're sulking. <laughs> uh, we've got some, uh, the, the line's open, folks. If you want to give us a call, it is toll-free, 1-877-MPB-RING. You got the lines wide open, and, and uh, Kevin's over there. <clears throat> uh, I'm over here, guys. I'm just waiting on y'all. So uh, uh, give us a shout. Um, for those of you who are thinking about planting your, your, your garden, or you got a flower bed or a pot or something, we're still... Um, a couple of three weeks away from the, the, the ideal time to plant summer stuff. You know, we like to wait till April. They usually say Good Friday, but that's the middle of April this year. Yeah, it fluctuates. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I, I usually wait until April or so. Not so much because of the chance of frost has passed. But in in March, even if we have nice days, if it rains, the rain is cold. The dirt is cold. So it's better to wait. You can still plant lettuces. You can plant uh, uh, English peas. You can plant all those kind of things and still get a good harvest before it gets way, way, way too hot. Uh, I I would say you could still set out pansies and stuff, but the garden centers have got none of those left. (laughs) I mean, they sold out, and they're starting to get ready for summertime stuff. Yeah. But uh, there's nothing easier, though, than a big old pot, a pot that's just barely big enough for you to put your arms around, where, where two or three or four different kinds of things, flowers, bulbs, herbs, a nice little accent. There's plants you can have blooming or that you can eat out of literally all year in a big old pot. Now, I'm not sure. We got looks like two calls here. But yeah, we got uh, uh, Buddy and Tupelo. Buddy. Good morning, Buddy. How are you? Buddy, hmm. Uh, this is John and Clinton. Oh, John and Clinton. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry, sorry, okay. Sorry, that's, Java, that's, okay, yeah. push. Usually, I'm pushing the wrong button. Java pushed the wrong one this morning. I'm calling you out, brother. I, I'll take that one, John. I, I apologize, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> well, uh, said the lines were open, so you know. Uh, anyhow. Uh, I was just wondering, is there a way to tell, like, if a plant didn't make it through the winter? I mean, is it, you know, well, I got a lot of stuff that's starting to show buds and, yeah. you know, some starting to bloom out, but yeah, how do you know if something just didn't make it? There, there's, there's an, actually, there's an easy trick, and, and parts of a plant can make it and parts can't, but if you'll take a, like a fingernail file, or if you got fingernails, go out and just barely scratch the bark. And it should, right under the bark, real shallow, should be bright green. And if it's not bright green right under the bark, that part is dead. 
I mean, I, I do that all the time. I walk around my yard, and sometimes the top part got frozen. Sometimes down at the bottom, you know, it's still green, and they'll sprout back out. But check check for that bright green tissue right under the bark. Well, okay. And uh, if, well, if I've got some stuff that is, like you say, it's brown, like at the tip of a branch or a yeah. something, but it's green on the bottom, should I cut that brown part off as pruning? Or? Yeah, you, you can. I mean, I, I do it just because, you know, I walk around the yard. I don't have a real job, so I walk around and, you know, snipping on stuff. I don't cut my hair, so I might as well, you know, prune on my shrubs. But if you don't do anything, they'll sprout back out. Oh. And then you can go back and cut the dead stuff off later or spray paint. It doesn't really matter. But, yeah, you can prune if you want to. All right. Uh, and I, I noticed some people calling in about avocados, and I, I picked up an avocado plant myself. And the thing about them not wanting to self-pollinate, I mean, I think they kind of sell them as not requiring a pollinator and that sort of thing. So, yeah, that's that's what they say. But, it, you know, I looked up three sites and they all said, you know, they have a hard time pollinating themselves. So I, I don't know. You know, uh, you know, I I visited a small fruits, tropical fruits research station uh, about three years ago down in South Florida. There were all sorts of stuff. They had uh, maybe uh, a dozen or more different varieties of avocados, but I, you know, I've, I've never grown them, so I don't know. Man, okay. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, thank you all. Uh, appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks for your call. Okay, Java, this coffee cup is leaking. Okay, because you know I keep washing it off and it keeps leaking. So it's not. It ain't just me. I would say, but you you keep knocking it too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling you out, bro. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a wonder we still have a job after our Friday morning program. So who we got now? Now let's if if my screen tells me correctly, <laughs> let's talk with Mary in uh in Dauphine. Hey, Mary. Good morning. Good morning, Felder. How are you doing? So far, so good. What's going on in Daphne? Okay, I have a comment about the gentleman that called about the fire ants. Mm-hmm. I have an eco-friendly fire ant treatment, and it's yellow corn grits. Okay, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm everybody says that. Everybody says that. And people it who you, I know people swear by it, but you know the researchers keep showing that they don't eat they don't eat you know they eat liquids. So I'm not saying it doesn't work because people absolutely swear by it. But I got to stick with the research. It says, you know, it's just I don't know. Uh, the, the, as far as I'm the I have to stick with the science. Science says grits don't work. But well, I ain't arguing with Mary. <laughs> there you go. I ain't arguing with people who say it does work. But it just puts it away. It doesn't hurt. No, no, and it, it, you know, it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. Well, you know. I- anyway, the jury's out on that. Every single horticulture science, they all say no, it doesn't work. But there's Marys all over the country that say, well, it works in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> good luck on it, lady. Okay. Thank you. Have a good day. See, Java, that's one of those things. Yeah, that's it. It, work, it works in my yard. Well, you know, it, that's a that's a that's a button. Yeah, or a bumper sticker. It works in my yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, do, you know, try corn grits, yellow corn grits. Okay, now let's go to Cynthia in Paris. Hey, Cynthia, what's going on? Good morning. Is this uh, Paris, Mississippi? Yes, it is. Good morning. Howdy. I just got a root of Russian sage, and I know it grows like in Colorado and South Dakota, so I'm wondering when I can put this out to get it started in my yard. 
you know, this is one of those those kind of a borderline plant. It is a it is a top perennial in a lot of places uh, in California and up north in England, in Colorado. It is such a stunning plant that it should. If it did really, really well, it would be all over Mississippi because it is a stunning plant. But you don't see that much of it. And I think it's partly because they don't sell it very much. Not enough people have, have gotten it popular. But also, you know, it's got kind of a silvery gray foliage. And those plants tend to suffer from heavy rains and heat and humidity more than other plants. So it could be that if you put it in a place that's full sun, really well-drained soil, that it has a better chance than if it stays wet or something. So my, my theory is the reason we don't see a lot of Russian sage because it because it doesn't do that well here. If it does, if it did, we'd see it everywhere because it's just a, a stunning plant. Oh, and it smells so good. Mm-hmm. I got it for <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's a pretty plant too. But like, for some reason, I don't see it even in botanic gardens here in the South, and uh, so, and I don't know why. Well, I'm going to give it a try. I, and I used to work with Margaret Rushing, and she was an angel. Yep, yep, yep. And she she retired there in Stoneville. Yes, she yep. did. All right. Well, okay. thanks for taking my call. Okay, don't water it a lot. That's the that's the main thing I say. Do not water the plant because it's it's a drought tolerant plant. All right. All right. Thank Appreciate you so much. You bet it, Cynthia. Now we're going to Sandra in Florence. Hey, Sandra. Hey. Good morning. Uh, I was asking about um, ginger. I want to grow some ginger to eat to cook with. Okay. Is it possible in Mississippi? Sure. Uh, the the real ginger it starts with the Z, zingiber. Uh, it it has a hard time dealing with our with our winter times. Um, so it, you know, I would put it out and then in the fall dig some of it up and save it over the winter to replant in case what you left out in the yard doesn't make it. Uh, but there's also a plant that's called ginger lily or butterfly ginger. It's got big white flowers, blooms in the fall. Uh, and it's really, really hardy in all parts of Mississippi. And it, it, it is a type of ginger. It's mild. It's not as zesty as a real ginger, but it's really, really hardy, perfectly edible. Ginger lily. Yeah, some people call it butterfly ginger. It starts butterfly. with the H-E-D-Y. If you Google ginger lily or butterfly ginger, uh, it has white flower, and it's commonly grown all even up in the Tennessee. But it starts with the H D Y hedicium. But uh, and it's it's a really it's a pretty plant too. Real fragrant flowers in the fall. Oh, I'll try that then. Um, another thing, I have uh, wild plums in my yard, and um, they they put on a few. They produce a few plums, but right. not many. But mm-hmm. what can I do? We used to have them when I was a child, and the the cows <laughs> fertilized them and so on, and they did so good. They right. were wonderful. But- well- you know, the the, the, the Chickasaw plum is native, and uh, you see it blooming in, in colonies all along the roadsides. Uh, really, if you've got a, an old tree, I've seen some really old ones, but in general, uh, plums and peaches and things like that, they don't live to be really old. So if you've got an old tree, see if you can let some suckers come up from the ground, because they do that, and then let those become a new tree. Well, I, that's what these are. I mean, they've they've been coming up for a for a while, mm-hmm. but, um, Just but they th- are. They're not old. Yeah, well, the, the main thing is thin them out so they got elbow room. 
and uh, and and the energy. Let's say if you got five and you just leave two, the energy that would go to what you cut off would go to what's left. So you know, thin, thin the trees out. Maybe cut some of the taller branches off so that they're sturdier. Okay. Well, they keep on multiplying. I mean, more come up every year. Oh yeah. They don't produce as much. And it's so weird because it's a great, great plum. It doesn't seem to get the worms that other plums get, but it's hard to find it commercially. You got to know somebody to get a piece of it. Mm-hmm. So, good All luck, right. good luck well, on thank, it. Thank you, and I appreciate you, and enjoy your show. Thank you, Sandra. Appreciate thank that a whole you. bunch. All right. You know, I had so much fun down the Killing Library, and I'm getting nibbles from people who want me to come to their library. This is the kind of thing where, you know, MPB takes it on the road. And we're taking yeah. it on the road in, what, uh, two, three weeks, April Fool's Day? Yeah, April gonna 1st. Be, we're going to be in Meridian uh, at the Max. There you go. And we're going to be talking about that. And then the day after that Saturday, I'm doing a a, 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 a lecture with slides and all at the Max. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have some fun. Anyway, let's talk to Chico. He's on the road. What's up, Chico? Hey, good morning, y'all. Um, as an appetizer, I just wanted to say that lady just called from Paris, Mississippi. Uh-huh. And Paris, Mississippi is the only Paris in the United States. You know, you got a Paris, Texas, Paris, Tennessee, Paris, Ohio. Paris, Mississippi is the only one that does not have a miniature Eiffel Tower. So <laughs> let's so, get together. Let's think, let's do something at night. What you doing this weekend? Well, I think it'd be a great project for you and Java to make a bottle tree Eiffel Tower. A bo- a, oh, I don't know about that. The people at Paris may not agree, but that's a good way to. Do, that's a, a good idea. A, bo- a glass Eiffel Tower. We we had yeah. to get some we had to get some permission yeah because right? I, I I would hate for all that work to go in vain yeah sorry Java and Felder aren't here this morning because they're still in jail up in Paris <laughs> <laughs> we pre- we appreciate your call Chico thank you man hands okay. on the wheel all right. Java I have made so much of a mess with this coffee and I don't know why I haven't spilled that much. Yeah, I don't know. Your cup was was faulty. It didn't pass yep. quality control. Yeah, but I'm I'm wiping it up using a a little bouquet of parsley, sage, rosemary, thyme, and oregano that I picked out of my yard. Uh, the only one that's not really hardy. The parsley, uh, a lot of people don't realize, it grows better over the winter. I plant parsley in the fall, and it makes a basketball sized clump of brilliant emerald green foliage. Uh, so anyway, all these easy to grow. The thing that they that they need the most, they need good drainage. A lot of culinary herbs, uh, if they stay wet, they're going to rot, and it's going to not going to show up till the middle of the summer. They're going to turn brown suddenly. So um, I've got my rosemary, uh, my oregano, my thyme. And uh, I've got them in in container, big containers. Some in the back of my pickup truck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's un- it's unmistakable. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, and 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 I'm. I'm doing a, a thing with the, I forget the name of the pro, the cooking program. We're taping yeah, something next to week. Eat. Yeah, you're actually going to be uh, 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 with Chef uh, Chef Rob. You're going to be uh, downstairs filming something for the upcoming season of Fit to Eat. Okay, well I'm going to bring some stuff from my pickup truck. I might bring a picture of my picture of my pickup truck. They do a close up of it to prove that I really grow stuff in the in a Where's pot your, in the back your of miniature? my truck. Do you guys you still have your miniature? You should bring that in. Yeah, but it doesn't have the herbs in it. Oh, okay, okay, you know? okay. But I mean, and it's so fun because I got an old pickup truck, 
you know, and it's got the, the, the back window, that sort of slide, part of it slides open. Uh-huh. And because the herb's up against the cab, I can open that window up and this blows a smell in. Man, you just rubbed that uh, bouquet on, on, the, on the table and uh, I'm ready I'm ready to eat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's real interesting because that one smells like herbs and coffee. And it's better than uh, paper <laughs> whites. Paper whites. <laughs> We've had a rock and rolling program today, Sir Java, and we're going to take a week-long break, and we're going to come back and do the same thing next week uh, as we do here every Friday and rebroadcast on Saturdays. A lot of programs here at MPB, Monday through Friday, a lot of locally produced programs using local folks, talking to local folks about local issues. It's one of the rare things in the whole country. Anyway, I'm going to take a, 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 a trip down to the farmer's market. If my kids were young enough, i got a granddaughter coming on. So when she gets a little bit older, I'm going to take her to a farmer's market. Because I, I think it's important for kids to meet people who grow stuff that we eat or that we enjoy and talk with them as real people. And if nothing else, get them a pot full of stuff and show them how to do what we do best. And that's get dirty. See you all next week.